and welcome to the Geek Digest podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things geek culture, video games, movies, TV sometimes, tech sometimes, sometimes we talk about sports, not often. <laughs> the, the Raptors are over now, so I don't need to talk about sports anymore. I hope you guys notice that like this intro is similar but slightly different every time because all I remember is saying welcome to the Geek Digest podcast. My name is Victoria. My name is Zaphod. I like to think of it as like the Simpsons couch gag. Like you're, you know what's going to happen, but you yep. still want to see what's different this time it's, around. Exactly. It's going to be fresh and new. Just slightly. <laughs> Just slightly. Today we are going to be discussing quite a few things, but like also we're two weeks post E3 now. So we saw lots of E3 news. Then we saw lots of like, Ooh, E3's over. Now we're getting more details news. And now everyone's like, well, we got nothing to release. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we were kind of like scrambling and scraping for news. We are going to be talking about a change that Twitch is making to streams. We are talking about the unfortunate loss of a fellow content creator. We are talking about Fortnite being dead again, but don't worry. I'm not we're kind of beating a dead horse, but we're going to acknowledge it. And we're going to be talking a little bit about Mario Maker 2, which Zay is yeah. super excited about. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't played it, so we're going to do, like, a little bit of a rundown. And then there's a tiny bit of Switch news, um, and then that'll be it. The first thing that I want to talk about is the news that Twitch put out this week. And I find that whenever there's Twitch news, that's usually the first thing we talk about in this podcast I don't know why, it's just what we've done so far, so it felt right for it to be the first thing that we talked about today to kind of stick to trend. So, I don't like this. Um, oh, I hate this. Twitch announced that they are offering subscriber-only streams. So right now, if in case you guys didn't know, but I'm sure most of you know, but I'm going to give you a quick rundown just in case you don't. If you are a subscriber on a stream. The stream is open to anyone and everyone that watches. You can have an account or you cannot have an account. Um, if you subscribe to a stream, you get a really cool badge next to your name. You get some emotes that you can use and then whatever other perks uh, the streamer decides to give you guys. So for myself, it's like a subscriber only section of my discord um and then when i got back from mexico i had some giveaway i had a giveaway for subscribers so that's kind of some of the stuff that you can do but what twitch did is they have announced that there are going to be streams exclusively for subscribers so as a content creator you can stream for the public which includes your subscribers or you can stream exclusively for your subscribers and that's it. Only your subscribers will be able to watch and your mods, obviously. Um, yeah, so basically what'll happen is if you're running a subscriber stream and you know, someone's coming into the chat or coming into the, your channel when they aren't a subscriber, they will see a preview and then they can decide if they want to subscribe or not. I have a lot of problems with this. I really don't like this. And I know that's probably contrary and I haven't looked at other people's opinions or other people's thoughts. So like, this is purely coming from the head of Victoria. <laughs> I 
really think this is going to make it even harder for content creators to balance their lives. And we are probably going to see subscribers expecting these and streamers not knowing whether they should do public streams to get more growth or whether they should do private streams to make their subs happy. This is not going to be effective for smaller streamers. This is only going to be effective for very, very already large streamers. And for those already large streamers, they're going to have trouble with balance. And I can almost guarantee that. Um, because just thinking about it, the first thing I thought of was like, these people are going to try, most people are probably going to continue to run the same amount of public streams and add on some additional subscriber streams and people are going to burn out. I give it four to six months before people start burning out. If anybody even jumps onto this, I, what do you think? I, I actually, I mean, just so you know, like your opinion is pretty widespread. There's been okay. a lot so of so it is widespread. Okay, because I literally have looked into it. nothing. Yeah, there's been there's been many many complaints about it. A lot of the internet yeah. is really upset, as the internet tends to be when anything right. changes about their platforms. Right. That makes um, sense. But I I actually tend to disagree with you. Really? Yeah, like almost. I love completely. it when this happens. <laughs> I do too, actually. Um, I think. I mean, I, I, I agree with you on a couple of things, and I okay. agree with you that if you're a smaller streamer and you run only sub-only streams, that it's really going to severely limit your audience, and yeah. I personally will only do something like this if I have something really special that I want to offer uh, to my subscribers. Yes. Um, one thing that Twitch noted was that your sub-only streams will not count against any of your statistics, say if you're going for partner or anything. Ah thing like that so it's well, that's good at least yeah so like you know obviously if you're gonna run a sub only stream your numbers are gonna be way lower because oh, you just be don't shite. have <laughs> anyone coming in just randomly wanting to sub like that just never happens to me yeah. in general like someone yeah. hangs out for a while before they subscribe um, that's the thing but the thing is is i think that this is a good feature that twitch can introduce for their customers, which at the end of the day is not the viewer. Twitch's customers are the streamers yep. and they need to provide more features and more products to their streamers. And I think this yep. is a good way to do it. And also it's up to each individual streamer whether or not mm -hmm. to utilize this feature. So it's yes. not necessarily Twitch making a bad move. It's them providing sure. an effort for streamers to be able to utilize yeah. and if those streamers decide to utilize this, that's yeah. up to them and they will crash and fail and that doesn't really yeah. matter too much to me. And most yeah. streamers that I've had the opportunity to talk to about this think, right. I mean, most streamers that I talk to aren't in the vein of say 20,000, 10,000, 5,000, even like yeah. 500 subscribers and mm -hmm. they know specifically that they're not going to push that on their subscribers because right. twitch is free and twitch has always been free and exactly as content creators i always want to be able to provide my content for free for my viewers yeah. because that's the 100%. easiest way to get people hooked like a drug yeah. dealer which i tend nope. to be sometimes <laughs> it's okay it's okay we just have this on tape now exactly um no i know what you're saying like I totally get what you're saying. I think where my concern lies 
is I'm worried that if the bigger streamers adopt it and make it a mandatory thing, like, you know, let's say Ninja adopts it, right? And he starts doing them thrice weekly. Mm-hmm. Any of your viewers who like that, this implies that I share viewership with right, fucking with Ninja. Ninja. <laughs> but like, hypothetically speaking, let's say there were five subscribers of mine who were also subscribed to Ninja and they really liked the subscriber streams and they basically would only want to subscribe to mine if if I also did subscriber streams. Are you getting what I'm saying? Like, I'm worried that the big boys are going to adopt it. And that the small guys who aren't going to use it are going to see less subscribership because it's going to become a, a normal, like, expected thing for people to see. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm worried it's going to happen. I, I see why people are worried. I mean, I can see there's I think it's a lot of fear for something that really isn't probably going to be utilized all yeah. that often. And I think you're totally right. Like the big guys say like Ninja or Summit or Shroud mm-hmm. or whoever else the other big ones are like XQC, <laughs> Moon Moon. Some of those yeah. people probably will do sub only streams. But yeah. also like the fact that, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. Ninja gets like a thousand prime subs a stream just because he's live just because live and he's ninja and it's the one percent of the one percent right yeah so it's it's i think it's in most people's disadvantage to run these things without first of all promoting them and saying like hey this is something i'm doing today if you would like to play Fortnite with ninja subscribe to the stream you know what i mean or like another point that i saw that was really interesting is for people running like educational content which yeah. I think could be very interesting to have people pay for something that would be much more involved and actually you get more value than just entertainment out of, which yeah. would actually cost more to the producer to make that content. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, th- I think there's a lot like at the end of the day, Twitch is a business, right? Mm-hmm. And, and their intent is to make money. And some yep. people try to or some people forget that sometimes and yeah. forget that this sort of thing can drive a lot of revenue for their business. It may suck for you who's used to viewing free content, but that probably doesn't mean that much is gonna change at the end of the day. I can tell you for my content personally, probably Mm -hmm. not gonna happen very often. And even if it does, the people that are subscribed won't have to pay anything extra for it. And the people that aren't, like I just ran a subs movie night uh, last week for for my subscribers right that's something that you technically would have had to pay for and participate in but it didn't limit my audience so much in a way that people that weren't subscribed didn't feel like they could participate yes exactly and that's the concern i don't want to alienate people yeah i mean i don't know uh, my point was i don't think people were alienated but no not with yours yeah but with these streams People will be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, people are going to be upset. Oh, I can't afford to subscribe. Fuck. I guess I can't watch this stream now. That's true. And then they'll Glad find all that matters is someone else that, pay, that right? isn't doing a sub-only stream, and yeah. it may end up benefiting us. That's yeah. that's what I think, you know? Like, yeah, that's maybe, valid. maybe someone comes in and they're like, oh, shit, well, I can't watch Ninja today. Who else 
is on this platform that I've never yeah. taken the time to explore before. Absolutely may benefit us. However, I think probably 95% of Amazon Prime subs go to fucking Ninja. 95% of Amazon Prime subs go nowhere, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. 20 that's million a month. 95% of used Prime subs. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> let's, let's just dig that down a little bit more. I don't know. I, uh, I don't, I, I, I guess I'm glad that, like, there is people talking about the fact that this likely isn't going to, like, be successful or, you know, this isn't the greatest idea. Because I was genuinely worried that I was going to come on this podcast and have my ideas and have not looked at anyone and everyone be like, love this! Love this idea! Great job, Twitch! And I was going to be like, oh, y'all really... Victoria Don't just really. walked into the final without having studied at all. And yeah. everyone was like, yo, did you see the study guide? She gave it <laughs> no. to us last week. <laughs> I did not. I've been like so disconnected from the internet. I went up to a cottage and like. Nice. I just didn't look at the internet at all. That's awesome. And it was just really nice to not have to look at the internet for a little while. That is so good. I got that email. You sent me that email. And I was like yeah i don't care <laughs> not right now i'll care at a later date and it sounds like a cottage would be nice right it does sound like a cottage nope. did you like chop your own wood your allergies the whole fucking oh, time that sucks literally i don't know how many of you guys have allergic reactions to stuff but my allergies get so bad that if i have what i call an allergy attack i don't know what the T terminology is for it but if i have like i was on like four extra strength antihistamines oof and sinus pills and it wasn't helping oof at all um and when my allergies get really bad they get to a point where um i start having fever like symptoms mm. so i was getting chills and couldn't breathe and i'm rude off today <laughs> but i'm better now um i digress that's kind of like all we have to say about this twitch thing it'll be interesting to see how it plays out definitely but i definitely don't think we'll be seeing small streamers use it in any capacity i think it'll go unused in a lot of streamers agreed like repertoires if you will yeah agreed um we've got some sad news to talk about though do you want yeah, to walk us through it zay we do um unfortunately uh, we lost YouTuber Etika uh, this yes. week. He decided to take his own life yeah. and uh, was found um, in New York. And it was it was a really sad day to hear that. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't too familiar with him until afterwards. Mm. Um, I yeah. did a little bit more research into what he did but there's a lot of people that were really really affected by it and it's yeah. this is something that suicide causes it's yes. it's a ripple effect and it yeah. hits so many people in so many ways and i took some special time in the midst of one of my streams to just talk about mental health for a minute Good. because That's awesome. i think it's extremely important and the more research that i did on etika yeah. like it was I, I'm obviously not a doctor or a clinician or anything like that, but okay. there was some uh, 
I, I don't want to diagnose it, but there was some very mm. serious mental health problems happening there um, yeah. oh, that yeah. seemed to go untreated. And yes. it was really unfortunate because he was hospitalized multiple times and yeah. and very clear. Like I watched an interview he did with Keemstar, which yeah. first of all, fuck Keemstar. But second yeah. of all, um, he had a very clear delusional mental break in yeah. which he believed he was the antichrist and oh uh many more things in that vein it got yeah. very heated with keemstar which obviously like that's the kind of content he produces so that's, that's what keemstar's he was thing yep he's trying to incite that which is really unfortunate because who yeah. knows maybe that contributed because it exactly. was not very long after he decided to take his own life and which is so unfortunate it's extremely unfortunate um and that's not the first time that keemstar has profited off of someone's mental and health state but that's a whole nother yep that's a whole nother can of worms um, yeah it's just i i, I just want to say like again for the people that have listened and listened before if you ever need to talk about anything my dms yeah. are always open Mm -hmm. I, I may not have the answer and I may not be able to point you in the right direction, but I will always listen. Yeah. And there is nothing to be ashamed about if you feel like you're in a terrible or bad or uncomfortable mental state about asking for help from myself. Most, most importantly, from a professional, that's yes. where you're going to get most of your help from. But it's exactly. good to, to bounce it off of people and to have them in your life and have rem reminders that people do care about you regardless yes. of what you're thinking. And second of all, there is no problem that is unsolvable. Exactly. There is always a solution and mm. taking your own life is, not, is, is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Exactly. I could not agree more. I echo that sentiment fully. I am very similar to you. I, I had never really watched um, Etika or Etika. I don't really know how to pronounce. I think it's the second way, Etika. Etika, yeah. Um, I, I, I had never really watched his content. He was mostly kind of affiliated with Nintendo, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he had over 800,000 subscribers on YouTube. But he was obviously very successful. You know, in order to be successful on these platforms, you have to be very charismatic. Mm -hmm. um, so he was a great streamer. You know, he was an absolutely great entertainer. And he, you know, struggled like a lot of us do. It's yep. human nature. He had talked about suicide before mm -hmm. on his channel and on his streams. And he had talked about it on Reddit. And um, he was quite open about talking about suicide and that you know often caused viewers to call the police on him to do wellness checks and whatnot so this was obviously not kind of a one-off situation right um and on june 19th he went missing after he posted um it, i think it was like a, a, a seven eight minute video i think it was an eight minute long video um and it was called i'm sorry um and he talked about suicidal thoughts in that video and then he went missing and then he was found a week later which was unfortunately this week it's you know devastating it's difficult because we can't we can't decipher from a distance 
whether what he was going through was a psychotic break Mm -hmm. or whether it was just his personality or what it was. And only the people in his life that were close to him would be able to do that. And the, you know, the unfortunate fact of the matter is sometimes you just don't listen to the people who are close to you in your life because you either don't think that they know what they're talking about or you think that they don't understand you or, yes. you know, or that you're the those... only one experiencing this ever exactly. in your life. Exactly. So it's definitely really difficult when people are struggling so severely with mental health issues. And it's just really unfortunate to see, you know, one of our own take their own lives. It's unfortunate mm-hmm. to see anyone take their lives, but it hits especially hard because it's someone, you know, in the gaming industry who ran in the same circles as and ran in the same content circles as, you know, people like you and me. Mm-hmm. And it just is really really unfortunate and we felt like it was something we needed to talk about, not only because it's news, but also because I and Zay firmly believe that it is important to talk about mental health mm-hmm. whenever there is an opportunity to. Absolutely. <laughs> because I don't believe in keeping mental health problems a secret. I think mm-hmm. it's important to talk about them. I think it's important to talk about them with therapists. I think it's important to talk about them with family members. I think it's important to talk about them, you know, with friends and that's kind of a way that you can cope as well. Like I know when I was mm-hmm. first diagnosed with anxiety, I knew it was an issue that I had, but I didn't know why I couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. And for about a year afterwards, I was like really open with like everybody about my anxiety. And my mom asked me one day, she was like, why are you so open about this? Like, most people don't talk about this stuff. And I was like, you know, if I can tell my one friend who's clearly really struggling with the same thing that I'm struggling with that I've now developed coping strategies for, Mm -hmm. if I can talk to her about how my coping strategies have helped me, maybe it's going to encourage her to talk to me about it or to talk to a professional about it. So I think it's important to talk about mental health. Um, And that's that. Hopefully all of the people are following suit who are also talking about this. It's just so, so important to have these discussions. It is. It's just, I mean, like maybe if it, I mean, obviously we can't take back anything, but there was, there was enough circumstances in his life where he could have received treatment. And I mean, there's, there's a prevailing thought and I'm sure you've experienced this as well, that when. I mean, it's just kind of a social stigma out there that if you deal with mental health issues, if you might have bipolar, depression, anxiety, whatever form it takes, that Mm -hmm. you are weak for dealing with those things or that you are not normal or that if you if you take a stance and and actually do something about it, that you are admitting that you have a problem. And that's a that's it's it's a really ego driven thing that yeah. causes a lot of pain in a lot of people's lives mm-hmm. and i'm not saying it's it's someone's like etika's fault for not seeking help i think no, it's a it's a social construct that it's we've a, yeah. 
completely just permeated you know like it's It's society's fault yes exactly and we have the opportunity as content creators with platforms with not a very large audience but enough of an audience to make that a priority to continue one person exactly it's worth it to continue the conversation about it and make sure that people know there are answers there are solutions and there are strategies and you are not alone you're not alone when you deal with this like i've struggled with depression most of my life Mm -hmm. and it's pretty inherent in my family um and it it took me a while because of that to actually do something about it like i i have had suicidal thoughts i have obviously never acted on those but i it wasn't until i i had Lauren Bayfod in my life that I started talking about it and as someone that she's been very open about her mental health problems has encouraged me to go and do something about it to take action and to go seek help from professionals and it wasn't until I started taking medication for my depression that I really started to see some difference in my life that this this cycle what it's like without that cloud exactly that this cycle that I've been running and feeling probably since I was about you know 12 13 years old that I thought was just a normal thing that I was going to have to overcome or that there was something wrong with me that made me not want to get out of bed and not take care of myself and not complete tasks that are very simple Mm -hmm. that that it was something wrong with me but no it's an actual mental disorder it's a physical illness that it's the way it portrays out the way it plays out and it's not it like if the way i've i've had it rationalized for me that makes a whole lot of sense and the one that i try and push out into the world is that if there was an open gash on your forehead that was just bleeding you wouldn't Mm -hmm. just hope that it stops one day exactly it's exactly it affects your life and it needs to be treated and it needs to be taken care of and it's just as important as treating an open wound or taking you know dealing with a like a broken bone these are exactly the same and has almost even worse consequences if left untreated um and i just could not agree more i get up on my horse about that a little bit but i think it's important because it's without a doubt it's it's just it's necessary to talk about and there's a lot of conversation and you know surrounding etica personally specifically there's a lot of people that like you said have a lot of opinions that may or may not have existed because we weren't close to him and we're only reading the story after the fact exactly but it if it it at least gives us an opportunity to talk about this then i exactly I'm I'm going to because unfortunately uh-huh. I don't think he'll be the last that succumbs to something like this. I agree. And I think we need to really move that out there and talk yeah. about it and I know you feel exactly the same way exactly. because it's just it's we have a platform, we have an audience and we have a responsibility to mm-hmm. make sure that this stigma is no more. I agree. Could not agree more. That's where we're going to stop talking about Etika. Um, Because I really don't think there's anything else to say, but... Rest in peace, homie. Exactly. Rest in peace. Um, Let's move on to something a little bit lighter. We are going to talk about Fortnite. So, um, last two weeks, um, 
I've just been roasting Fortnite. It's a Fortnite roast. It's, it's just always a Fortnite roast with me. It's let's I, get your kebabs out. Let's get yeah. that spit going. Let's roast it. I didn't want to talk about Fortnite this week, <laughs> but an article came out that is basically showing. Okay, Fortnite's still making a shitload of money, y'all. Yeah, like it's still, it's still, still making bank. But um, it's down 38% year over year. Mm -hmm. So basically this article came out and it said worldwide ranked um, May 2019 earnings for game titles. Fortnite is still number one for console. It doesn't even rank for mobile. Shocker. Um, And it's number five for PC. So we've seen a significant downturn in the amount of revenue that Fortnite is making on PC. So basically, Fortnite made $203 million in May. And in May 2019, 2018, they made 38% more. What is that? I don't know. 260 something? 600,000 more? Yeah. Another little, little more than that, but that's exactly. that's a hefty chunk of money. Half a million that dollars is yeah, over almost three quarters of a million dollars probably. Yeah. Um, because it was thirty eight percent. So I would mm-hmm. say close to three quarters of a million dollars was not made year over year for Fortnite, which is a pretty significant drop. Yep. Has this killed Fortnite, and will this be the death of Fortnite? No. But like we've been talking about over the past two weeks, you know, between the Pro-Am having 72% less viewership and now it being down 38% in revenue, we are definitely seeing Fortnite have a bit of a downturn. The surprising thing is that season nine actually came out in May. So we still saw a 38% downturn even with the release of a new season, Mm -hmm. which is when most people would spend their money because, you know, you get a battle battle pass, pass. you can level up and get more skins and you don't have to buy skins. Mm -hmm. So there are two options for what we're seeing. Personally, I think it's a mix of the two. We're either seeing a lot less people play or we're seeing a lot less money being spent. And I don't think it's one or the other. I definitely think it is a mix of the both of them. We're definitely seeing less people play. I was playing this time last year and I'm not anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that we're seeing less people spend money, right? The fact of the matter is it was hot. It was fresh. All these cool skins were coming out, but it's not fresh anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Fortnite's whole concept of having 24 hour sales on skins isn't fresh when you know in a week, the same skin is probably going to go up. Right. So we're seeing people spend less money and we're likely seeing viewership drop. This is logical. Games can't be on the top for forever. Um, But a 38% drop year over year is pretty significant. And I'm willing to bet that they're freaking out. Yeah, completely. I, I mean, without a doubt, they, they don't have much else to not freak out about, you know, like that's, that's a, like if, if, if my income dropped 38%, that's year over year i might have to find a new job exactly. you know what i mean like this is this is significant i mean when you're talking about it in terms of a couple like two million minus six hundred thousand from the year before yeah. it's like it's hefty it's significant yeah. but it's 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 enough to make them very concerned yeah. and i am very curious to see what epic does either yes, me too 
with continuing with Fortnite, which they're obviously going to do because making $2 million in the month of May specifically is just, just ridiculous. An absurd amount of money. Yeah, that's a ridiculous amount of money. You just times that by 12 and you get what? Two billion over oh, two God, billion, yeah. so many many dollars. Yeah, um, and that's a yearly, a yearly income base, which yeah. is ridiculous. But, uh, mm-hmm. but what what's next for Epic is what I'm is exactly. what I'm concerned about. Um, what are your next plans? You have to know now that Fortnite's not going to last for forever, right? And I far be it from me to believe that they don't have something in the works oh you know like that there's either a new ip or they're really working hard on the epic game store which we've definitely talked about our opinions with this before yeah um and what that means for epic's future we'll 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 have to see i don't know i'm very curious what that might end up being i agree wholeheartedly and completely Mm mm-hmm I don't know what Epic's going to be able to do. I think it's smart that they're focusing on bringing in other games and other companies, you know, to have in their engine and that kind of stuff. I think that's really smart. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. There's going to be a lot of pressure on them. Yes. A lot of pressure on them to up and be above Fortnite and, you know, to be better than for it or like to make their next game like oh well their first game was so great their next game's got to be amazing too right like mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of pressure on them for that yep so i don't know i i think we're i think we're gonna be seeing people probably not playing fortnite starting in like end of this year oh yeah for sure like, i think it's really gonna drop off but i really want to see I want to see what's next, you know, like as, as a, as a gamer, and I know you're the same, like what, what comes after Fortnite? What, what happens in a post Fortnite world? Is it Mario maker? Probably not, but I could hope I can dream. Yeah. (laughs) Thoughts and prayers. Speaking of Mario maker, I feel like there's nothing else to say about Fortnite. So let's just jump into our Mario maker thoughts. Zay's been very excited about Mario maker for a very long time. I've been so excited about it. I never never owned a Wii U. So tell me about it. I never, I never owned it exactly the Wii U, so I never got to play the original. I mean, I could have played it on my 3DS, but right. it just, I don't know, it never felt like the same experience yeah. or something that I wanted to put my time into. For sure. Um, I've been following the Mario creators for a long time now, yeah. like the big guys like Barb and Grim Pooh Bear mm-hmm. and Cliffy and Carl Sagan and all these guys have like kind of yeah. been people that I've looked up to. I've like luckily had a chance to start working with some of them, which has been some of my like biggest dream to be able to be like, oh yeah, Grim Pooh Bear, he's my coworker. You Isn't know? Carl like, Sagan a scientist? Yes, and that's who he's named after. Carl okay. Sagan 42. Um, Carl Sagan like, is like the originator of yeah. um, of the cosmos. Like yeah. that was that series, the very <laughs> he, famous yes. uh, astrophysicist. The Carl Sagan. I was like, wait, I thought he was dead, not a streamer. He's definitely passed away. <laughs> yeah, um, but exactly. so Carl Sagan is a Mario streamer yeah. and ROM hacker level creator who yeah. is also an astrophysicist. Which is sick. Which is awesome. Um, like good for you, dude. And yeah. he actually like pretty recently stopped having a streaming schedule so he could focus on finishing his master's degree, good which is him. just fucking awesome, right? Yeah, like, that's amazing. And then he comes back and is playing Mario 
Mario Maker 2 and has yeah. 6,000 people watching him. Holy shit. Like, that's just, like, just for example, most of these guys, Grand Pooh Bear, I'd say, is probably the most popular out of yeah. all of them. He had 4,000 people watching him, and wow. that was double his normal average viewership just from what I've seen. Just for fucking Mario Maker. For Mario Maker 2. That's what they made oh their careers God. off of. Is people love that content, and it's also, they had just gotten back from the Games Done Quick Marathon yep. and had run a few different races. Mario ROM hacks and Mario yeah. races were a pretty hefty block on Thursday, which yeah. were super awesome to watch as fans of those creators and fans of the Mario series. Um, but Mario Maker is is awesome. I've, yeah. I absolutely love it. It's It's got a story mode, which I'm 50% yeah. of the way through right For now, you. which is awesome because it came out day before yesterday. Yep. Um, and... That's well, all I mean, Zay's been doing. That's literally that's all it, I've been doing. My wife life. has been out of town, so I have just planted my ass on yep. the couch and have done nothing but play Mario Maker no and food, stream only Mario, Mario Maker. Maker. Well, I had delivery. I'll give myself that much. Which <laughs> no cooking, only Mario Maker. No cooking, only Mario Maker. No yeah. bathroom breaks. I can say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dead. But it's it's really cool it's got the story mode it's got uh i made a level which i would like if you ever end up getting it i would love to see you play it like i made difficile it's 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 pretty difficult it's not Mm. like the most it like right now it's got a two percent clear rate which i am stoked about honestly um oh my god and it's not like trolley in any way like i teach you the mechanic and i teach you how to use the mechanic and then i kind of play with it trolley in any way it's not i promise you i will make a trolley level but this one is not i don't have any kaizo blocks that will just kill you there's no unfair deaths it's just learning it for me i tried to make it feel like celeste and Uh, okay oh yeah the game that i'm incredibly talented at (laughs) celeste i mean i know you'll never get mario maker 2 so i'm not too worried about it great at but it's it's a game that makes you feel like that the the game is not punishing you that yeah. you just need to execute the move correctly in order yeah. to progress. And then, yeah. Well, and that's then die that's a thousand awesome. times in the process. No I'm biggie. obviously not an expert level creator in any way, but I think something like this opens up, especially now that it's on the Switch, opens yeah. up a huge new audience of creators. For sure. And I mean, this is this is the game that brought some of those creators I mentioned before to the ROM hacking scene. Yeah. And the ROM hacking scene is so healthy and so vibrant right now. There's Which new is ROM hacks. So good. It's so awesome. Like as someone that has loved Super Mario World and has yeah. had that be a part of my life since I was like literally that was gifted to me for Christmas on my like sixth or seventh birthday and yeah. i think that's or not birthday uh sixth or seventh christmas but yeah. that is one of my earliest memories and it's one of my most fond memories because sure. i like i remember not being able to beat like the second or third level <laughs> and having my sister do it for me and yeah. being like oh my god she's a god gamer and i <laughs> don't know what to god. do <laughs> Dead. and just like and seeing that game broken and not broken like the game is broken, but broken yeah. wide as far as what you can create from For it. Sure. And basically turn the physics and the mechanics of Super Mario World into something that is almost an entirely new game. Yeah. Like they had a blind relay ROM hack race right. at, at Games Done Quick this month. So 
basically they had four they had teams of that two sounds each really had cool. it was so cool i totally <laughs> recommend you go check out the vod um they had teams of two yeah. and each team had four guys on it and right. every time they took a death they had to rotate so they passed yeah. the controller and it's like oh, it was hilarious watching this God. like chinese fire drill of guys yeah. like m- grown men in their like 30s doing like hot like hot potato hot chair you know to pass the controller around and they had their like the the programmers that are into it have their own custom sprites built into the game and so they have like each streamer is like mario in the game so they had like a pixelized rendered version of grand pooh bear on the screen (laughs) and they knew the order they were going to play in so every time they died the character sprite would switch it was just and then they had to progress through these very difficult levels Mm -hmm. while trying to speed run them racing against the other team it was just great so wild but it was so popular they had 120,000 people watching and raised uh, raised about I think it was they had an incentive to run another game that was going to be the next game run and yeah. they were $80,000 short of meeting that incentive and Oof. raised $80,000 in 40 minutes that is buck fucking wild it's it's just impressive as that hell. amount of money is absolutely wild the fact that those people were so motivated to do that mm-hmm. just so that they could see something different yeah wow it's super cool that's wild that's insane it's awesome that they do something like this and they do it twice a year and they raise the summer one they donate money to doctors without borders and then the uh the winter one they do in january the charity is uh prevent cancer foundation yeah um and it's been that way for a while and it's great seeing the chat go fuck cancer (laughs) whenever they start raising money for it um But I'm just like, I'm just kind of, I'm obviously like a big fan of all of these things. And I'm really excited to be able to participate in the scene now with creating my own levels, sending them to people, watching people play them, um, having people send me their creations around something that I've loved since I was literally a child. So um, I'm just, I'm I'm just super happy it's out and being able to like, like I'm so excited for the possibility at one day to send my level to Pooh. And, oh my god and watch him play it and watch him die on the parts that i like intentionally cr- yeah. you know it's just it's a cool thing to see happen. on that day i'm gonna get a message from zay and it's just gonna <laughs> be an audio clip of him crying <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm just gonna record myself crying yeah. and send from it to excitement. you and Please you're gonna do. know exactly what it is and, and i'll that's cut it. it into the end of the next episode <laughs> of the podcast Whichever one it is. Oh, I'm um, excited. That's so cool. Nintendo's got a really great community. I find mm-hmm. that, like, of all of the communities, Nintendo's is the least toxic. It's very true. Without a question in my mind, mm-hmm. Nintendo's is the most pure and good, except for when we're waiting for Animal Crossing. And right. even then, it's still pretty pure and good. Right, because they did good work with that. It's just a slightly angry pure and good. <laughs> right. Right? It's like, it's like Tom Nook just overcharged you a little bit, and you're exactly. like, come on, bro. A little come on, salty, Tom Nook. <laughs> but still really happy at the end of the day. Exactly. Um, I think... Oh, there was one more Nintendo thing that you wanted to mention, right? Yes. Uh, the, a little about quick the Switch news. Online library. They are... So they had an investors meeting, and at these investors meetings, they're notoriously pretty tight-lipped about what they talk about. Yeah. But 
someone had mentioned if they're going to expand the content for the Nintendo online library, which yeah. right now only contains NES games. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing the original Punch Out the other day with yeah. Lauren, and it's just I I love going back to some of those games sometimes. Yeah. Um, because it's awesome. Oh, like speaking of GDQ, anyway, uh, just a little random tangent. They had uh this guy Zallard One is a prolific Punch Out speedrunner, yeah. and he for years has done. He did a blindfolded run of the NES Punch yeah. Out, and completed the whole game in speed record time. Okay. He did it than of Super Nintendo and at this marathon he blindfold ran the entire lineup of boxers in the Wii version of Punch-Out. Oh wow. And even included blind menuing with motion controls. He said I fucking got this. Don't worry. It was <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. Yeah. And from what they were describing about his performance, yeah. he had never even achieved some of the things that he did live on stage in practice oh, and wow. actually smashed his PB for the speed run. Oh my god. By 6 fucking minutes. Good for him. It was This guy so said, "Don't worry. Incredible. I've got this." <laughs> Friends, just chill. No and, questions. And like, just it, it got was, it. It was so awesome. Like wow. watching it happen and then they had another incentive for him to fight Donkey Kong, which is a character in the game. Yeah. Um blindfolded. Um not that I'm obviously not saying you don't know who Donkey Kong is, but uh, not yes, normally associated with not knowing who Donkey Kong is. <laughs> I but obviously, obviously know. <laughs> not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not associated with Punch Out. Yeah. But he did a whole fucking like the whole thing is blindfolded. Yeah. He like he, he turns to his, his couch and he goes water and they hand him a water bottle yeah. and then he chugs it in between and then <gasps> he does blind menuing with motion controls, oh which God. was arguably the most stressful situation I would in, have a heart in the whole run nope, because just he's a like heart attack. he's doing the whole thing based on audio cues oh. and is trying to navigate the Wii menu which you know is not easy enough even if you have two eyes watching the screen not at all um so it's I don't know just the whole thing I've been really stoked on watching everything that happened at Games yeah. Quick this week and like one of my one of my dreams is to be able to put a run of my own in Games Done Quick yeah who knows if that'll ever happen because I'm clearly you. not talented enough to get there. Um, I believe in you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, but either way, I'm probably going to go to Games Done Quick, at least the next installment of it, just to Super go cool. as a fan. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know. That's me waxing poetic about yeah. Mario and Nintendo and some of the things that have done. And so far, like, I just want to, I just want to verify here. They've raised over over two million oh one point one point six million dollars for just a meager one point six milli they're actually running pokemon let's go eevee right now honestly bless that game yeah bless Um, that game bless that game to its core um anyways that's about it for today i think refreshing to hear good people doing good things that's the thing positive things out there in the universe and that's how i want to end this podcast today Mm -hmm. because we talked about some sad stuff and i think it's important to end things on a positive note so good people doing good things raising money for good things to happen is such Mm -hmm. a good way to end this week's episode of the geek digest podcast i want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode we appreciate you guys so so much We know that less people listen to podcasts in the summer. So if you want to share this with your friends or 
share it with your family or share, share it with, with your stranger. audience or share it with a stranger <laughs> or just share it on Twitter. If you hashtag the geek digest or at us, we would be so, so grateful. Another really important way to help our podcast get higher in the rankings is to give us a rating or a review or to follow us on whatever platform that you follow us on. We would really, really appreciate it. If you guys did that, we are at the geek digest on everything. We'd like to hear from you guys. We want to hear from you guys. And we really, really appreciate you guys that listen and enjoy this here little gaming podcast. My name is Victoria. You can find me at Victoria Shaz on everything. My name is Zayfod. You can find me at Zayfod on everything. That's Z-Z-A-Y-P-H-O-D. If you're listening to this on the subway or the bus or you're not driving um, and you can pass one of your ear pods or earbuds mm -hmm. or whatever it is to the person sitting next to oh, you yeah. and just without permission shoving it in their ear and saying listen do to that. this I encourage you wholeheartedly I to take advantage of that in this moment right now maybe just do it. don't just do it maybe just don't just just do it never listen just, to Zay just just do it oh my god <laughs> Chancellor Palpatine <laughs> do it exactly do um, it. thank you guys so much for listening I hope you have a wonderful day night evening whatever time it is wherever you are and stay geeky stay geeky bye guys <laughs>